When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey bitches, welcome to Resting Bitch Face. Hi, Justine. Hi. <laughs> it's super early. It's like eight o'clock in the morning, but for me, mm-hmm. um, but Justine is like looking gorgeous. She's going out for a birthday lunch today and you are like fully ready to go. And I look like Thanks. I rolled out of bed. <laughs> I, I will. I will not look like this by the end of the night though. So let's just make that clear. No, you never look as good at the end of the night, um, at the end of a good night as you do at the beginning. That's for sure. No, it's like, you know, when you're in a club or whatever, all sweaty from dancing and then you go to the bathroom Gross. and you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, <laughs> yeah, I need to go home. Is that me? Oh, <laughs> yeah. So Sunday, the 16th is your birthday. That's tomorrow. You're going to mm-hmm. be celebrating today. And we were just talking. So you're turning 32 this year and I turned 35 this year. I had to think about it. I was like, am I 35 or 36? I turned 35 this year. And right before we started recording, I said, I feel like the thirties are the best. I don't know. How do you feel? You're a couple years in now. So what do you think about your thirties so far? I definitely like, like who I am as a person more in my Mm thirties, if that makes sense. Like I look back on my 20s and I'm like, man, like if you just were the person that you were now, like your life would have been so much better now. Obviously, that's not how life works. And like, I don't know, it's also a good thing to look back and be like, wow, the way I handled situations, like I would never handle that now. Like I feel like when I look back and I view it like that, I'm like, okay, this is good because this means I'm like growing and maturing and learning lessons as I age which is the whole point of life but like so there's that definitely definitely more of like a confident person in my 30s everything um but as far as like the crate like I did a lot of crazy shit in my 20s that like I wouldn't take back either so I don't know I I like it I guess is what I'm trying to say yeah 20s were fun 30s, I absolutely feel the same way as you. I know exactly who I am and what I want. And I'm confident in who I am as a person. Now, that doesn't always mean that I'm like confident in my body or confident in my looks or anything, but I know that I'm a good person. And so on the days where I'm struggling with my self-confidence, I can literally look myself in the mirror and say, you are a beautiful, kind person loving, good woman. Like you are good on the inside. And so that kind of helps on the days that I'm not feeling so great about myself on the outside. I don't think I could do that. I don't think I could recognize in my twenties that who I am on the inside was more important, but Mm -hmm. I definitely feel that way genuinely now for sure. Yeah, that's good. Um, for me, I personally think like I this is like the best I've ever looked and like you do look as, a, as I'm thank you as I'm aging so I'm just like 
I don't know. Um, I don't necessarily think that getting old is like a bad thing. I think it's a good thing. And a lot of people are denied the privilege of that. So I was just going to say, just... they say that it's a privilege to grow older. Exactly. I know a lot of people who didn't even make it to 30. So, um, you know, you just have to be blessed that we just get to live life, you know, as crazy as this fucking world is right now. Um, yeah, it's it's still a blessing to be here. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to say, so you posted some photos of you at the Jersey shore for your 30, 21st birthday and yeah, my 20th. And then the next year I went back for my 21st too. Yeah. Okay. So you had probably more fun your 21st birthday, unless you had a good fake ID. Did you have a fake ID? No, but you only have to be 19 to drink in Canada. So I was already drink, like going to bars. Right, and right. Stuff. But when you went to the Jersey shore, you couldn't drink no so I went to New York City for two weeks I did this event called IMTA where there's like agents and models international from... modeling and talent agency yes that's <laughs> that's what I did this was my last I'm like familiar stint <laughs> yes. at whatever I did um and so I was there for that and then it just happened to fall on my 20th birthday so I remember nice. my mom and I went down early and I was like can we please go to Seaside Heights? It's only an hour out of Manhattan or whatever. So we took this bus there. And so that was like a planned event that we did. And they were filming season five at the time, which is what you see in my picture. Uh, we saw Polly and Vinny coming home from the gym and walking back in the house. Okay. I was going to ask you about that. Okay. That's so cool. Did you like yell to them or anything or were they filming? No, they were filming. And okay. this is what I always say when I recap the old episodes, because they did such a good job of not showing how many people were actually surrounding them. Like if you really look for it, you can see it on the show, but they wouldn't let you even go near the house when they were filming that we were on the other side of the street, like in the parking lot and they had security and everyone just was taking pictures and stuff. Okay. Um, and right. then, and then we did that, like, I don't even know what it's called. Like that trolley thing that goes over like the beach. Um, Snooki did it with a couple dates on the show and she did it with her mom in the first season, but it goes over their house and we saw Ron oh. and Sam on. So that was interesting. Um, Wow. Yeah. So that was fun. And then the next year I was with my now ex-boyfriend and I, we just took a road trip out there for my 21st. So we did a couple days in Seaside. They weren't filming anything. And then uh, we went to Atlantic City and we stayed in the Tropicana, which is where they stayed in the first season. And uh, we did that too. So that was fun. That's so funny. So I, I was going to tell you, you've absolutely had a glow up over the past decade because <laughs> you obviously have always been beautiful and you're like super cute. You're like a totally 2010 girl, you know, like <laughs> 2010, 2011. I, I like, was like a wannabe Jersey girl at you the time. Looked like you sure. could have been on the cast, except you didn't, you weren't orange. So that was good. Oh, I um, was orange. I don't know. You? Yes. Yes. I, I should post like the more close up pictures of my face from that oh trip. Oh my gosh. Like disgusting the color of my skin. Was that I like self-tanner? I tanner, tanning beds, spray tanning. I was tanning in the beds almost every day and then spray tanning once a week over top oh of my that. God. So I was like disgustingly dark. I had a friend who is Guyanese and I was darker than her. So I was like black fishing back in the day without even realizing oh, I was, you're gonna get you know? canceled. 
You're Listen, so going to get canceled. It was, it was the time. It, it was, was the, the time. time. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, you've absolutely had a, a beautiful glow up. And I, yeah, I definitely feel now I'm, I don't, I'm not as large as I was in my twenties. So I definitely feel that that has helped out with my overall look, but, and I don't know, this might make me like a snob. I don't know. Let's, let's just say it. Sometimes I look at other people in their thirties that are around my age and I feel like I look a lot younger than them. And so maybe it's good genes. Maybe it's like the Italian women in my family all have fantastic genes. Like when my grandma was 88, she looked 70, you know, like, and my aunt is in her eighties now and she looks 70. So we just have like good genetics in our family, but I don't know. Sometimes I like do a little bit of comparing and it's probably really awful to say, but sometimes I feel like I, I don't look like what other people's 35 looks like. Do you ever do that? I mean, I definitely have met people and when I've heard their age I was like whoa mm-hmm. um I mean we all age differently right like like I can't say anything like that about myself because I openly admit like I've been doing Botox since I was like 28 or 29 or something like that so you know I'm not well, all you've natural done it really well because you can't you just look like a 26 year old you just you don't even look like you've had anything done so you've done a good job thanks I mean psh- last summer like my face was fucked like I feel like I couldn't move my face at much so I'm just like I literally tell her like give me the bare minimum well how long does that take to go away when you like overdo it how long does it take to it wears off like within six to eight months like it probably wears a a lot quicker for me because like I work out a lot but um okay so like that affects it, like all those, like your lifestyle affects it, yeah. how much you try to move your face apparently affects it. Like my Botox chick will always tell me like, always wear sunglasses. Cause when you're not wearing sunglasses, you're like squinting and making those faces. See, yeah, Cause look at my 11 lines. Look how bad those are. The second line just popped up this year. I only had the one line for like a year. Remember <laughs> I talked to you about it last year. I had the one line. Now I have two because I just oh like, you would love getting thing. Botox in there because you can't move it at all. It feels so like cool. I would love that because I catch myself all the time, like with this face, like this bitch face. And it's like they say that resting bitch face keeps you pretty, but not that much. That gives you wrinkles. <laughs> yeah. But I've never had anything done. And I keep thinking to myself, like, I'm going to have to have something soon. Like, I'm just, I'm getting There's there. lots of people who never do it, who just, like, look amazing, too. Like, I feel like a lot of it is, like, wearing sunscreen every single day. Like, that, I'm such an advocate for that, too, because... Okay, I'm going to turn off my touch-up appearance, because I feel like I'm kind of lying to myself right now. So... <laughs> Julie's like, oh, yeah, I have a filter on my face. I right do, now. I have a filter on. So, like, let's see the real thing. You know, I typically... I never use filters, not on Instagram, not in photos. Like I don't now good lighting, good angles. Yes. But I, yeah, don't I got my filters. ring light on right now. <laughs> I just put like my whatever stand light over here. Cause it gets dark behind it ends up being like a shadow, but yes, I think in 2017, I stopped using filters cause I got to a point where I hated the way that I looked in real life. And I was like, this is bad. This is not how it should be. So got rid of the filters, but yeah, I don't know. I'm thinking, 
I got a little bit of crow's feet starting and you know obviously these lines here so maybe I might do a little bit of that and a little bit of this I didn't realize it lasts for like six to eight months I thought it was like you have to go like every six to eight weeks to get it done no I only go like twice a year Okay. So in that case, the, the money makes more sense. Cause when I talked about my one line here, the lady was like, you need, Oh, you know, 13 or 20 units or something like that for that little line. And it was 20 something dollars a unit. I was like, no, I thought I was going to have to go every six to eight weeks. And I was like, I'm not going to keep up with that. That's crazy. That's I mean, a lot of money. you also have to like find somebody who's willing to talk to you about what you want to look like too because some people mm -hmm. want that look where like they have like the my chick calls it like the glossed over forehead where like there's nothing at all but some people just want a teeny little bit where you can still like move your face to an extent and everything right so like right. there's you have to like actually sit and talk to somebody and get into it with them and I don't know what the laws are there like here people have to be registered nurses to like legally do it so there's that whole aspect and I know I that in some states that you can just like do a weekend course and you can become an injector which to me is fucking scary like I'd rather crazy. have a nurse doing it do you remember when we were talking about on teen mom like doesn't um Chelsea's dad do Botox like and he's yeah out of his dental office yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But however if I was in South Dakota I'm going through North Dakota on my road trip, but if I was going through South Dakota, not going to lie, I would just get like one row or something from Papa Randalicious just to say I did. <laughs> well, and it like, it kind of makes sense because when you're a dentist, you have to know everything about the nerves, the face, like not just teeth. Like you have Well, to dentists know are doctors, right? So yes. yeah, so that's different. So like, I guess I, I would probably let a dentist do it because they have that knowledge and all that schooling to know everything in your face. So perhaps I might, but why are you going through Dakotas on your road trip? Isn't that like way out of your way? No, it's I heard actually Jody say she might stop that. You might I'm stopping stop to see her. Yeah. I'm stopping in Chicago and then I'm stopping in Minnesota too, to see Erica. So I'm going, it's actually faster. Well, what the fuck? It's well, you're way out of the way or obviously <laughs> I would stop. However, <laughs> however, you're going to be the first person that I probably like go visit again, like after I move. Um, but it's actually quicker to go through the U.S. than it is to go through Canada. And really, yeah. And the the way through Canada, it's like very, very boring, as I've heard. So um, my mom and I are just going to like take our time stop like we're gonna go to the mall of america like my mom wants to go to fargo north dakota because she loves the movie fargo and we're gonna like oh, stop and you know see things and do things and take our time and then how long once... are you gonna take of a trip so it's gonna take us i don't know like a week or something to get there okay and then planned. are you guys like towing a u-haul or driving a u-haul like what are you gonna be doing no we're only driving my beetle so we're only going to have just like a suitcase each with us in our, in my car. So is your, is Blair going to be driving a U-Haul or what do you, no, are you guys getting he, all your stuff there? We, we get our stuff shipped. Like they pick our stuff you up. Bougie a big ship. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's too, it's, it's a lot to like tow your stuff in a U-Haul like know. that. I moved from 
Tennessee to Colorado and we had a U-Haul and I think we were towing a truck. No, we just, I don't remember. It's years ago, but that is a hard fucking cross country travel with all your stuff. And then I had this major anxiety every time that we stopped at a hotel or something for the night. I was so worried that someone was going to break into our U-Haul and steal all our shit. And then we weren't going to have anything when we got to across the country. It is a fantastic idea to have your stuff shipped in like a pod. Fantastic. I mean, we almost got the car, like my car shipped too. Like the plan the whole time was for, well, I think actually his dad was going to drive my car or something, but he's going a couple days later with um his dad and his brother and they're taking his car and they're doing their own different road trip thing um but but I was like no I'm just gonna like fly out there and meet you out there but then it was my mom who was like no you know I'm not gonna see you a lot after this so let's have like mother-daughter bonding time let's do this road trip and she kind of convinced me like no it'll be fun like we'll stop in places and we'll go do things and stuff and I'm like I like doing that stuff. Listen, my mom's idea of fun is completely different than my idea of fun. So let's see how I feel (laughs) by the end of this. But I'm excited. I fucking love a road trip. I love road trips. Like I'll almost go anywhere on a road trip. So much really see I do most of the time I'd rather just fly there because I'd rather just get there. Yeah, I guess it depends on the amount of time that you have. Like if you're just looking for something to have some fun and like go on a fun trip and you don't have the time constraint of I'm only off from Saturday and Sunday, then yeah, I, but I love a road trip. And so does Alex. Alex has always been fantastic on road trips. Like even when she was little, when she was tiny and we didn't have iPads or anything, I remember her sitting in the back with just like a little portable DVD player and little like Hello Kitty headphones watching Hello Kitty DVDs, but she was always wonderful on road trips. And I think part of that is because I love to leave at night for a road trip. You leave at night. It's not hot, you know, like the weather's cool. Um, there's not a lot of people on the road. There's no traffic and your kid sleeps because it's bedtime. So like, I always planned my road trips that way. And I think that that's why it's been so great. See, with my mom and I, neither of us drive at night because we both have like the worst eyes ever and we don't like driving at night. So we made that like a point, like everywhere we go, we're going to stop before the sun goes down. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're more like get up at the crack ass of dawn when the sun is first coming up, you know? Yeah. Get through the city, the part of the city where there's going to be traffic, like before it starts for sure. Yeah. Well, so you and your mom get along pretty well, right? You're pretty close. Yeah, I, yeah, we're really close. That's good. I love that. I think that's going to be me and Alex. Like, we're already close. We're super close. Like, she tells me all kinds of stuff. And um, it's really a special bond. And I know that it's going to carry on into the 20s. Like, we can talk about this on Patreon, but she was really ready to come home from her visit with her grandparents. <laughs> oh, okay. Write that down to discuss on the Patreon a little okay, bit more. Yeah. We're um, going to talk about it there. Yeah. I mean, listen, like my mom's like, my mom wasn't a young mom or anything. Like my mom mm-hmm. was like in her, like around the age that I am now when she had me like her early thirties. Um, So 
you know, there's a lot of things that I kind of like wish she was more like me. Like I'm nothing like her. Like she's, she does not care about her looks at all. Like I love makeup and getting all dolled up and stuff. And I like, see my idea of like having fun when I go places is like going to like new bars and restaurants and like drinking and stuff like that. And like, she's not like that at all. Like she'll have one drink and then she just like wants to go home and be in bed. Like she'd rather like stop at like museums and like boring shit like that, you know? Oh yeah. So enjoy that too. There's those things, but we, her and I can talk about the most random shit for just for forever, you know? And yeah. Yeah, I I definitely appreciate like the relationship that I have with her now as I get older. So, yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, all right, so let's talk because you've got a heart out today because you've got a lot of fun things to do for your birthday. So let's talk about a couple of different things. Um, <clears throat> you you were saying something about like Taylor Lautner. Okay, first who of all, who is like starting to get popular again since this new it's okay, like a new well, Taylor Swift video, right? Well, obviously, uh him and Taylor Swift dated when, you know, when he was big. They did that what was the right. movie they were in? It was like Valentine's Day or New Year's Valentine, Eve. It's called Valentine's Day and it had like 75 people in it. It I was never one saw of it. those like movies where it just has like every actor ever in it. Like yeah. the cast is just like every A-lister. I never saw it cuz it looked annoying because of that. So I never saw it. I definitely saw it when it came out because I was obsessed uh, with him. Like, like when I, whenever I'd go to the movies and like a preview for Twilight would come on and he would come on the screen, like I would scream at the top of my lungs. Like, I was, so I'm not. I've never was a Twilight person. I think I only saw the first movie and I was like, and it was years after it came out, and I was like, this, this is what people are losing their shit over. This is so cheesy and. And I hate Kristen Stewart. Like, I, I hate her. Um, and so, but I did go to like an early screening of the movie that Taylor Lautner did called Abduction. Do you remember? I, did yes, you ever see of that? course. Of okay, course. so I went to like an early release screening of that. I used to go to all these early movie releases in Vegas for free and like met, would always like meet friends there and had so much fun. Um, and that was all right. That movie was okay, but yeah, he was pretty hot in it. See, yeah, that's the thing. He was so hot, but like, <laughs> listen, is he the best actor? Mm. Like, no. It's, there's no, like, there's no comparison at all. Like, the best actor from the, f- at least from like the the three main stars. Like, obviously, Robert Pattinson is by far the most talented. Right. Like, which is ironic because his character in the movies and like everything was like the cheesiest like Mm -hmm. I would have never thought that he would go on to be like this incredible actor after that have you Um, seen the movie remember me yes saw it in the movies like I that's one of those movies that I went to see in the theater and like I remember the experience like it was yesterday because Mm -hmm. of how much that movie stood out like I remember leaving the theater we were all like holy fucking shit man Robert Pattinson died in 9-11 like oh my god you just I was just gonna say no spoilers to tell people to watch it that movie's from like 2009 like I'm pretty (laughs) sure everyone's fine yeah fine I was just gonna say that last scene shook me I watched that movie on Netflix like just on a whim one day and the last scene I was like audibly gasped and was like 
oh my god crazy but Justine yeah. just ruined it so he did you this have to movie watch it. <laughs> that I want to recommend to anybody it's the same I'm pretty sure it's the same guy who did uncut gems um, um but it's called good time and okay. Robert Pattinson plays like this really sketchy like okay so in the movie he has like uh a differently abled younger brother and he like uses him to do these like crazy criminal activities and the first scene is of them like robbing a bank and like they got all this paint all over them and they're like running through the town trying to like wash it off and it's one of those movies that like just gives you like anxiety watching it the whole time because you're like what the hell's gonna happen but it's crazy and Robert Pattinson is phenomenal in it so that's a recommend from me okay Sounds good. Um, but Taylor Lautner, like, anyways, he's been popping up a lot lately because, of course, he's married to a woman named now Taylor Lautner, and he dated Taylor Swift, and him and Taylor Swift are, like, still friends, and I guess she brought him out on stage at one of her concerts with his wife. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he just did this podcast, and he was just talking about how, like, you know because he was shark boy and shark boy and lava girl and like people bullied him in school for it and everything and then and then he said that he auditioned for twilight on the same day he auditioned for this um that rock movie like journey to the end of the world or whatever oh to the end of the universe yes yeah yeah okay i've never seen the movie i'm not really familiar with it but i guess like he said like he wanted that job more than anything and then his agent called him and they're like well you didn't get the rock movie but you got this movie twilight and he was like like do i even like care about this and they're like it's based off a massive book series like this is gonna be the biggest thing and he like fine whatever i'll do it and like he didn't realize like how big it was gonna be but twilight Mm -hmm. had like a chokehold on like teenagers like like that was crazy like looking back at it I wonder if I would have liked it more if somebody else was playing Kristen Stewart's part she just annoys me she has like two facial expressions and every movie every scene every character no matter what she's playing or doing she just has that same freaking confused stupid look on her face um I Kristen Stewart would have not have been my first choice for Bella and for me the books and the movies are like two completely different experiences like the movies I know are horrible and they're so cheesy and they're so horribly done the first movie was like extremely low budget and it Hmm. just looks different it was done by the same director who did 13 actually so that's why it has that like blue filter over it that's the same as 13 and that's why nikki reed is in the movies because she has a close relationship with the director i love and then and then like bigger you know as the first one did so well like the other ones got like an actual like hollywood budget and everything But, like, when I watch them now, it's just, like, to get stoned and, like, laugh at it and be like, wow, Taylor Lautner looked good, you know? Oh, yeah. His body was fantastic. Um, If you had your choice, who would you have chosen to play Bella? Oh, I think about that a lot. You do? (laughs) I I mean, I used to. Uh, I don't know. Literally anyone else. Anyone? Okay. 
like the, think about Bella that is so like... different like in the books Bella wears like little dresses and stuff like that and like cardigans like she even dresses different and looks different mm. it's it's very weird and this the movie came out in like what 2010 or something the first one came out in like 2007 I want to say oh, or 2008 really? wow yeah okay so let's think of who was like some of the biggest stars at that time let's I... see Kristen Stewart, Taylor Lautner, and Robert Pattinson. <laughs> That's um, after Twilight came out. <laughs> I know. I have I have no idea. That was like a different world. Okay. I'm going to look it up because I'm really curious. Now, did you have any other issues with any of the rest of the casting of the movie? Um, I mean... I just thought that the movies in general were just like horribly done, like the script and just every it was like a parody of what it could have been, I really? guess. Okay. So just everything in general, like, for example, in the books, I feel like Jacob is this like horrible, abusive, manipulative person. And Edward is like the good guy. But then when you watch the movies, you're like, Edward's really fucking creepy. And I would easily go for Jacob. So yeah, that was always like a weird thing for me. Um, Like the whole teams, because I'm like, when I read the books, I'm team Edward. But when I watch the movies, it's like I'm team Jacob. Yeah, he's um, always like creepily staring at her. It's weird. The dude who plays Carlisle in the movies, I cannot think of his name, but he's in Can't Hardly Wait. He's just like one of those actors that's in everything. He's phenomenal. Okay. Um Kellen Lutz, who played Emmett Cullen. Pretty hot. Um, so hot. I met him in like 2008 or something. I have a picture with him. He was like the nicest guy ever. He's someone too who's like acting career just never took off like he did like yeah the friday the 13th remake or something or no he did yeah. nightmare on elm street i think that one that, yeah, like, he, yeah and he was like the first person to die again spoiler it was like okay really like i don't know <laughs> but he was kind of like a nobody back then so yeah what a I'm moment in time and I also love how when I watch sister wives now I always notice that Mary has the twilight books in her house I'm like Mary definitely would have been that like middle-aged mom that like yeah. goes to the theater and like gets hot when they take their shirts off you know <laughs> yeah what about Evan Rachel Wood love her and would she have been a good Bella Yes, because I just think in general, she's a better actor than Kristen Stewart. I love her. Have you seen the Charlie's Angels remake with Kristen Stewart? No. From from a couple years ago, they made like they redid it again. Yeah, the one with Kristen Stewart and like. No. Okay. Because I watched the original Charlie's Angels not too long ago. And I was thinking about, should I watch the the early 2000s? Yeah, like the Cameron Diaz. Yeah. Lucy Liu. Oh, I haven't seen that, but yeah, I think that our girl would have to be, that'd have to be it if we were to replace her. I love her. I wonder what happened with the whole like Marilyn Manson suing her for defamation and everything. Did you ever hear anything else about that? No. Nope. Hope to look into that nope um I don't know and the the just the last thing that I really want to say about Twilight in general is like um 
the, nobody hated Twilight more than the cast of Twilight. Like, if you go back and you watch the interviews <laughs> of Robert Pattinson from that time, like, he is so fucking funny the way he talks about it. Like, you can tell he hates it and, like, he could not wait for that shit to be over. Like, there's a hilarious clip. I think it's Jimmy Fallon. And he's like, you know, Robert Pattinson was promoting the last Twilight movie and he is like, Oh, so it's coming to an end. Like, that must be bittersweet for you, right? He's like, well, maybe for the fans. <laughs> and then he just, like, dies laughing. <laughs> well, yeah, because how long were they making? I mean, like, six years, five, six years? The last movie came out in 2012, I want to say. So they made, it was yeah. four books made into five movies. That's actually, because the movie, so the movie was filmed in 2008, so that's okay. a lot of movies to make in four years. So they were probably really sick of it, whether they liked the movie or not. They were probably just ready to move on and do other things. And then their contracts with Twilight probably prevented them from doing certain other types of things. Like I know he did that Broadway um, show where he was like completely nude. So he mm, probably- I think you're thinking of uh, Daniel Radcliffe from oh, Harry shoot. Potter. <laughs> <laughs> you're totally right (laughs) (laughs) scratch that um if we edited they look alike (laughs) and also robert pattinson was in one harry potter movie so tomato tomato and they look very similar they kind of do they have similar looks they're like the scrawny pale white boys well i was gonna say his his twilight contract probably wouldn't let him do nude scenes on broadway (laughs) (laughs) anyway was there anything else you wanted to say about the taylors um not really it's just like him just talking about it is like create like him and his wife just talking about how like he still gets recognized everywhere he goes and Mm -hmm. like people will just say to him like hey aren't you that dude from twilight it's like so weird to me because Obviously, he's not washed up to me because he was like such a big part of my life when I was younger, you know, but to the average person, like you would think he like no one would give a shit about him in public. I don't know. It's wild. And it's it is I do have to say it's nice to see him in shape again in like fighting shape again, because for a little bit there he was. He got a little overweight. Okay, that's another thing. People have been like ripping on him for his looks. And he's like, I was like 19 years old when we've like finished those movies. I'm like 30 now. Like, obviously, I'm going to look different. Like, no, no, no. and I'm not saying anything about I'm saying just from someone who knows what it feels like to gain weight and feel uncomfortable in your body and feel like you're not at your best, not anything about like looks wise. But it does take a toll on you psychologically, especially if you're used to some being someone who is very fit and who's in literally like fighting shape, right? So it was super nice to see him that he's kind of gotten back on the wagon, back on track, and he looks really healthy and like he feels good. And that's, yeah. you know, you and I kind of have the same outlook on health is do we do we like to look and feel like feel that we look good? Absolutely. But the core of it is our concern for good health, right? Like you take care of your body, then your mind is better, your mental health is better, your physical health is better, and you feel better. And that's like my yeah, number like, one goal. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm vain as hell. And obviously yeah, we love looking good. Yeah. But like 
the reason I started working out and everything is because of my mental health. And that's mm-hmm. what keeps me going. Like, that's why I do it because yeah, I, like I feel such take, a difference. You rarely take like rest days. And I was actually looking at my plan and saying, how about I do like less instead of like, you know, X amount of exercises per workout, I'll do less than that so that I can stretch my workouts out six days a week and only take one off because when I don't work out, I'm like a lazy, like couch potato. Mm -hmm. I have no energy. I don't feel good. I just waste my whole day. So I'm like, I got to kind of adjust to where I need less recovery time throughout the week because I'm not doing as much so I can stretch it out a little bit. Yeah. It does suck to miss days. You don't feel good. For sure. Um, but with Taylor Lautner, like putting on a little bit of weight, I can honestly see him like liking that. No, I mean, maybe not necessarily how he looked or whatever, but like, I can't imagine how strict his diet was going into new moon because they almost fired him and recasted him from twilight to new moon because he had such a minor role in the first movie. And then new moon is where Edward's not really in the book at all and except for the very beginning and the very end the whole book is Jacob so Mm -hmm. that's where he like becomes a man and Bella kind of starts looking at him a little differently because he's like buff and he's got these muscles and these abs you know so they were like you either need to look this way or we're gonna recast you so I can't imagine how strict his diet and workout was when he was doing those fucking movies And I know that even like Channing Tatum has said when he like he when he films Magic Mike, like he hates himself because he can't like eat anything and he's like cranky and miserable, you know, like, yeah, he can't wait till it's over so he can like eat real food again, you know? Yeah. And they're like, absolutely. There's a difference between like having to look like that Twilight or that Magic Mike body and like putting on like 10, 20 pounds. But I think that there was a point where he was like he seemed quite overweight and that just doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good to carry around extra weight. It just doesn't. I mean, I'm about to get canceled all over. I still wouldn't, I still wouldn't have kicked him out of bed for eating crackers. (laughs) (laughs) I still think he looks good. Yeah, he definitely does. Um, I did want to bring this up too, which we don't have a ton of time. So like, we'll make it quick. Um, I have a major problem. You know, we've talked about this whole like body positivity movement. And on one hand, it's a great thing. On the other hand, it can kind of go a little bit too far sometimes. Um, But I watched this podcast recently with the author of the book, Bright Lime Eating. And you and I are going to have very different opinions on this. So I'm interested in it. Her stance, she is someone who has, I've got to look up her name because I can't remember, but she is someone who has suffered with addiction in many different aspects of her life, drug addiction, alcohol addiction, food addiction, right? So her stance on eating is that you kind of, you, you create these bright lines, basically these boundaries that you don't cross when it comes to eating, if you are a food addict. And so she does not eat any flour, any sugar, doesn't eat it, hasn't eaten it in like 20 years. Now, I don't think I could quite go that far. I don't think that that's something that I could do, but I do definitely 
understand what she's saying as far as addiction goes. I myself 100% believe that I am a food addict. And I don't, my brain doesn't think about food the same way that a quote normal person would think about food. And so what I've decided that I need to do, like, especially at work where we have all these bowls of chocolates and candy around the house, around the the office is I have decided I'm reading these books. I'm going to learn about it and implement some of those things in my life. But this past week, I decided when I went to work, I'm not going to have any candy in the office. I'm just not. And so when I decided that and told myself that, and I went throughout the entire day, not eating any candy, it changed the way my entire day went. And then the next day when I did have some candy, it was almost, it was like a complete snowball effect where I had my first piece of candy. And then I had to have more and more and more and more because my body and my brain cannot handle having one or two pieces of candy. It's as an alcoholic would be if they went to a bar and had a drink, they wouldn't be able to have one drink. They'd have 10 drinks and end up like with a DUI charge or doing something crazy and getting kicked out of the bar. And that's how drug addicts are. They can't snort one line of Coke and be cool for the night. They're all night and then they're completely in a blackout. That's how I also think there's different levels to it, too. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like there's definitely like drug addicts out there who like like, you know, there's that huge debate. Like, is California sober a positive thing or a negative thing? I definitely think there's drug addicts who like weed is the only thing that keeps them going because like if they don't do weed, they'll go off the deep end. But then there's also those that like shouldn't even smoke weed because they smoke weed. And next thing you know, they're like sucking dick for like an eight ball of crack (laughs) down the road. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? So I definitely think there's different layers to all of this as well. Yes. There was um, a Josh. So Josh Peck, did you ever watch Drake and Josh on Nickelodeon or anything? Do you know? Uh, I never watched it, but I know who they are. Yeah. Okay, so he did a- Drake is the problematic one, right? Right, yeah. Josh is the, like, sweetheart. He used to be very overweight, lost a lot of weight, has kept it off for several years. But um, it was funny because he was doing a a podcast interview with someone, I can't remember who, and, oh, it was Hilary Duff. He did an episode with Hilary Duff. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about something, and he said, oh, no, he doesn't drink. He's sober. And something about- having a drink and he's like oh no I can't have one drink because then that brings me to my second drink my second favorite drink which is Vicodin (laughs) it's like that's how some addicts brain works right and so I know that you're an advocate for moderation and for not completely cutting things out when it comes to diet but I think that's because your brain works differently and you your brain can do moderation my brain cannot do moderation with certain things. So I'm kind of on this journey where I'm figuring out what I need to cut out of my life that sends me into an absolute and total spiral and out of control and completely gets me off track. One of those things being like chocolate, ice cream bar, stuff like that. I have to kind of get to a place where I go, I don't eat chocolate. Why don't I eat chocolate? Because I can't have one chocolate. I'll have 20 chocolates and then I'll feel like shit. I don't eat ice cream bars. I can't have one ice cream bar. Then I'm eating a bag of hot Cheetos. Then I'm, you know, like I'm up five pounds. And so 
I'm kind of going to read this book. She has two books. I've uh, ordered both of them and I'm going to read through them and kind of take what I can from them because I'm not someone who needs to cut out flour. Uh, her big thing is like flour, sugar, you're done. I'm not going to cut out flour because I don't overeat bread. I don't overeat anything like flour related. I don't really like it. It doesn't make me feel good. So if I eat, I have these like tiny little fajita sized taco or fajita sized soft tortillas that I will flour tortillas that I will eat with breakfast sometimes. And sometimes I don't even finish it and I just eat the eggs or something. So that's obviously not a trigger food for me. So I'm on this kind of journey where I need to figure out what makes my body feel good and what doesn't. And what do I need to draw that bright line and that boundary and say, I don't eat this. I don't do that because it makes me feel like this. And I think that some people should kind of look into that and maybe read the book or learn about it a little bit. It might be something that helps you, but there's a lot of talk about, you don't need to cut this out of your diet. You don't need to this. You don't need to do that. Well, that's a very blanket statement. Some people People are addicts and they do need to cut things out because it affects their life negatively and it sends them out of control and it's ruining their life. And I feel like we should really start addressing food addiction as we do alcohol addiction or drug addiction, because if your friend was an alcoholic and it was ruining their life, you would not tell them oh, have one drink. It's fine. Everything in moderation. You would never do that to an alcoholic or a drug addict. Mm -hmm. So why do we do that with people and food? You know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We totally do that. We're like, oh, you can have some chips. You can have some cookies. Don't worry about it. Like, come on. A little bit's not going to hurt. Everything in moderation. People do that all the time to food addicts. They do not understand that it sends them completely out of control and ruins their life. And again, you would never do that to a drug addict and alcoholic. Like you would never push them a line of Coke and say, just one line, you'll be fine. Like, no, never. I always say that food addiction must be like the hardest of all the addictions to overcome yeah. because, you know, you can just not drink, you can just not do drugs, you know, but mm -hmm. you, you have to eat to live. So, well, and, and you obviously don't have to eat cookies and Cheetos and stuff like that to live, but unhealthy foods and like triggering foods are everywhere. If you want to have some kind of a social life, you're going to be going to a restaurant. You're going to be going to a party. There's always food and snacks and sodas and desserts. Like they're surrounding you all the time. But yeah, like you said, if you're an alcoholic, you don't go to the bar. You don't buy alcohol. You know, if you're a drug addict, you don't hang out with your drug addict friends anymore. You don't, mm -hmm. you just don't go around drugs, but you can't do that with food. It's surrounding you all the time. And the, the author of this book, she actually does say that it was the hardest addiction of hers to quit. And she had, I believe, excuse me, like a heroin addiction. Like she's been addicted to everything. Her name is Susan Pierce Thompson and she's a doctor. She's PhD. So she has said it was the hardest addiction out of all of them to quit. Crazy. I personally think when you're going into something like this, the first thing that you have to do is just remind yourself that you can do it and just 
don't yeah. let any self-doubt get in the way because I feel like with a lot of stuff like this, it's the media like training you, to, training your brain, telling you mm -hmm. this is going to be so hard. So you subconsciously have that in the back of your mind. Like this is what I say about smoking cigarettes all the time. Mm -hmm. It's like it's not that they're hard to quit. It's that the media has trained you so bad that when people think about quitting smoking, they automatically go, oh, my God, well, it's going to be so hard and I'm going to have to do all these things. No, yeah. it's because that's subconscious in your brain. Like you have mm -hmm. to just stay positive, remind yourself you can literally do anything if it's if you put your mind to it. And yeah. no, it's not hard. This is going to be easy for me, you know, and everything will slowly start to come. And you have to think about like, you know, your why. I hate when people say, what's your why? But why do <laughs> Such I not- Such like hun MLM terms. <laughs> I know. And it's like, okay, so for me, it's not, oh, my why is I want to be healthy and be able to chase my kid around. Like a lot of people say stuff like that. My why is why don't I want to do this? Because it makes me feel like shit. It makes me spiral. And then I just feel like a failure every time. That's why that's my why not. Because for me, a why not is stronger than a why. So you just have to know yourself. Now she has why. a quiz. The why for everyone should be because I want to live the best because I want to live life that I can yeah. possibly live, the best quality of life. As Mike the situation would say, you want to live your best life. Well, yeah. And you like some people's brain works in, I want to live my best life. My brain works in, I don't want to feel like shit and feel like I failed. So that's yeah. why I'm not going to do this. Um, and so you just have to learn what works best for you. She has a quiz, like a really quick 10 question quiz on her website. I'll put a link in our link tree. Um, but <laughs> it basically is like a one through 10 of how strong of like a food addict you would be. And I was a 10. Absolutely. Like, no, oh, wow. Yeah. I was a 10 on a scale of one to 10. So, um, yeah, it's really interesting. I'll be looking into that and kind of letting you know what happens with that. But yeah, we talked about 75 hard earlier this year and you were like, absolutely. You cannot do that. It's insane. It's insane. And personally I, I for me I don't think I think something to that extent is just like setting yourself up for disaster and failure right. and make you feel worse for me personally I think you should change like little like it's just I've never read the book Atomic Habits but from what I've heard it is it's just changing like your habits getting into the habit of this then the next thing and then your life will slowly start to change over time with you know, because if you're like, I'm going to work out every single day, three times a day, no matter what the weather is, it's like you're setting yourself up for disaster. Because if you're, yeah. if you're new at exercise, that's not like possible to do that. It's really hard. Yeah. 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 And Anyways. I agree. And that's why I think you should take things that work for you. You should like take in the information and then take what works for you. Like I'm not going to cut out flour. I don't need to. Um, I can eat a reasonable or small amount of flour but I do need to cut out chips I do need to cut out ice cream bars I do need to cut out you know certain and it's things also I need like to cut finding out. you can like eat still eat all those things you just have to find like the healthy alternatives which obviously aren't the same but like like it is true your taste buds do slowly change over time mm -hmm. yeah so we'll, I'll kind of look into that and let you know how it's going. I did lose like two pounds this week in just 
um, getting my 10,000 steps in, going to the gym, and then cutting out a lot of that, you know, junk food and bringing my lunches to work. So that was nice. I mean, I've probably told this story before, but growing up, um, my friend, her mom was always overweight and she just like lost a shit ton of weight. And everyone was like, how did you do it? Like surgery, Weight Watchers, whatever. And literally she did it just from like cutting out shitty foods, cutting back on shitty foods. But then also she would do little things like purposely park further away when she was going mm-hmm. somewhere so that she'd get the extra steps and taking the ele- or taking the stairs instead of the elevator at her work, like certain little things like that. And it like literally just transformed her life, you know? So it's, yep. it's all about the little things. All those little things, they add up quickly. Like good Charlotte says, the little things. And like Blink-182 says, all the all small, the small things. things. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to get into this Ashley Madison or is Yeah, let's talk else? pretty quickly because you watched um, freaking Canada, eh? I'm telling you. Yeah, because I was like, okay, that's no, n- there's no way that's how it ends. Like that no, was such an abrupt ending. No, it's a series. And then I guess on Hulu or whatever in the U.S., they released all of them at once, didn't they? They did. And then in Canada, we only got the first episode. So I don't know. I'm assuming they'll just be releasing them like weekly, which is fucking stupid. But it's I don't know why they do things so differently from country to country. It really makes things difficult sometimes. But um, so I. Listen, I'm just thankful that I don't live in like the UK or Australia or somewhere like that because I know that with them like for Teen Mom for example they're like two seasons behind on Teen (gasps) Mom so like because like all the time on Reddit people will pop up and be like I live in this country so I'm only watching this now but holy shit and I'm like okay thank god I'm at least still in North America I mean get a VPN for the love of god no that's crazy because what if they're watching Teen Mom and the teens are like they're like 22 still yeah <laughs> that's crazy yeah it's wild. oh my god um so this documentary it's a docuseries it's three episodes I binged it the other night because I just was like wow this is really good I kept watching it um it's called the Ashley Madison affair on Hulu and you watch Disney the first Plus episode. in Canada or Disney Plus it is so weird to me to think that things like this are in Di- are in Disney Plus. It's so weird. Like the Kardashians, like that. I know that's Disney Plus. Not, none of that stuff should be on Disney Plus, but you know, it's like Disney Plus Plus Plus. You're getting a lot of stuff here. Um, okay, so the Ashley Madison affair. Now, I know that Ashley Madison is in tons of countries. It's in Canada, right? The it website- started in Toronto. The first really? episode goes over that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, geez. They're I, from I the worst, the worst memory ever. They're from, uh, yeah, they, they started the company in Toronto. And I actually remember that from like when it all went down. Like this, this just unlocked so many memories for me. Like when they showed him on the Tyra Banks show and like that guy was yelling at him, like just so many of it. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this a lot. Yeah. This guy is like the great value Joe Francis of TV. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Like a huge, huge fame whore could not get enough of the limelight. And honestly, that probably is what fucked him over in the first place. Like he was really out there flaunting. And it's crazy to me that he was married and like still is. 
crazy and his wife was like involved and like yeah i know she would come do the talk shows with him and it's honestly a brilliant idea for a website and the until it's thing... not anymore because they said that the demographic was like 98% men like 2% women cuz women aren't fucking dumb enough if they're going to have an affair to like fucking post it on the internet I think that any of the real women that they had on that website, they might have like a few, you know, like board housewives or whatever. But I think the majority of the women that they probably had on there were escorts for sure. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely sex workers for sure. Um, But yeah, so this guy, like he starts this website for cheating. I remember how controversial it was. I remember how disgusted people were by it. It is pretty gross. I mean, because it's all about secrecy and that's the worst thing is it's about lying to your spouse, cheating behind their back. People don't really stand for that shit anymore. In 2023, a lot of people are much more open-minded and they're open to different lifestyle choices, but it has to be consensual. And that is the number one thing is this has to be consensual. You and your partner are both in the know, you're in agreeance, but that is not what this was. This was sneak around, cheat on your wife. What do they say? Life is short. Have an affair was like their tagline. I remember the one commercial that would come on late at night so vividly where it was the woman speaking and she's like, if you're in a relationship, but feel you need something more. And I remember like sitting there with my friends at like 10 years old being like, are they like openly asking you to cheat or like, no, there must be something else that we're not like understanding, but that's yeah. what she said. Yep. It was like your dirty little secret. And I absolutely think they could have gotten away with this if they didn't do a couple of things. So because I watched the whole series, give me a little bit of what you thought about it or what you saw in the first episode because I don't want to tell you I don't want to spoil anything for you you can you can like I'm still gonna watch it but you can spoil it I'm just not sure like what you've seen versus what I've seen the first episode was pretty much just like how they started it the idea was a lot of the um the owner of it like campaigning for it doing his press all that stuff um we saw like clips from the commercials which I remember so vividly like that zombie commercial like I remember that like it was yesterday really that was like (laughs) the one I remember or like you know they had the those that couple that like has a podcast on it talking about it and they were like oh they made it seem like it's so bad to be married like oh I gotta get out of bed with this fucking bitch (laughs) (laughs) um it was just like a lot of that uh yeah, so I haven't seen. Do they talk about like the celebrity leak that happened and and that? Oh, yeah. and it? Okay, because I know that it was rumored that Gianni, like Snooki's husband, was one of the leaks. And then they also him. <laughs> on Real Housewives of New York, Kristen Takeman, who I think only did two seasons, but her husband was one of the leaks too, I remember. And he was horrible on Roni, like god awful. But yeah. I just feel like for something like this, if you really were trying to get away with something, wouldn't you create a new, I mean, it takes 10 seconds to make a new email address. You could make some random email address. You could put some random address on your billing details and use like a prepaid debit card or something. 
I don't understand. Listen, a lot of men, a lot of men don't think that far. They think with their fucking dicks. So they're, so they're just thinking about how they can get laid the quickest, which here's another thing, a point that was brought up in the documentary that kind of made me go like, oh, I didn't think of that. So if you're meeting up with somebody on like Tinder or like Plenty of Fish or Match, one of these websites, like popular dating sites, whatever, like most of the time both the people are single and you're going into it meeting up with them in person like you know this is just a fun night out it, we might have sex at the end of it we might not like mm-hmm. you know you're both single it's whatever happens happens but with something like Ashley Madison you know that you're both married and you know that all you want to do is fuck so to meet up with somebody with those intentions in your mind it's it's just like so bizarre to me because it's like you know we're not even gonna pretend like we like each other this is like strictly for sex and that's it yeah but then also but maybe not because like maybe on the men's side probably most likely it was strictly for sex but on the women's side you know women are different um you know we say like women women have affairs because they're missing something emotionally in their marriage. They're not feeling appreciated or loved. They're not feeling adored. They're not getting gifts. They're not being romanced. Like that's why women look outside of their marriage. Men look outside of their marriage if they feel, maybe they don't feel respected or they're not getting sex anymore. And so you have two different types of people looking for different things. Now men get excited by new things. And so they may buy gifts or be sweet or be nice, kind of how they got their wife in the first place. Like they didn't get their wife by being an asshole day one. So they they catch them, they get them, and then they stop making an effort. Mm -hmm. So I think the men finding women outside of their marriage are making an effort because it's new and exciting. And the women looking for relationships of whatever type outside of their marriage are getting that effort that they haven't been getting at home. So they're both looking for something different. Now, I don't know if it was a requirement that each person be in a relationship because maybe even there were some men that were married and then the women just like fucking, you know, marry men. Oh yeah, I I've met a I've met a girl or two in my day who likes purposely likes going for guys who are taken. Yeah. Because it's a challenge for women and because like we've said a 100 times Women love to win. It makes us feel so good to know that you chose me over your lame wife. Speaking of Roni, there was another uh, chick on Roni, Aviva Drescher, and she she's the chick who like infamously took her fake leg off and threw it on the <laughs> table. That's like a famous housewives moment. But she would always say that because they were all out with their husbands the one time and they noticed her husband wasn't wearing a ring and they're like, oh, why don't you wear a ring? And he goes, oh, she won't let me. And her mentality was a lot of women go for guys with rings because they they like married men. So I don't like when he wears his ring out. And I'm like, that is such a weird fucked up mentality to have. I would venture to say that most women would be deterred by the way the ring that maybe when you're going See, out even when I was single I always would because I would just assume that you have kids and that's just like turn off yeah. sorry oh I'm just like oh you're taken like uh, you yeah know, 
there's a wedding ring you're taken so I'm not interested yeah but you know what there are those women that are into that and they're the ones that are going to work the hardest to get them puke disgusting I know it really is gross um did you ever remember seeing these big billboards that they had I don't remember seeing any billboards um I'm not sure like when you are driving into Toronto there's like a million fucking billboards like that Mm -hmm. and they change too so it possibly could have been on like one of those um but yeah I have no idea do you want to finish this conversation over on Patreon and get a little uh I want to say dirtier, but that's not the word. I'm <laughs> like risque. doing, I'm like doing, yeah, risque. I'm doing like the Mr. Burns, like the little <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So, okay, you guys go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash resting bitch pod. Five bucks a month. You're getting early ad free episodes and bonus weekly episodes. So what we're going to do is we're going to move over to Patreon and we're going to talk more Risky. I don't know. We're gonna talk about some dirty. We're just shit. gonna talk more. So go over there. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna talk about our experiences in um situations like this when working in the adult industry. So we both have experience in adult entertainment in different ways, and we're kind of gonna talk about the cheating of it all. And so go over to uh go to our Patreon, sign up, and then you will get that episode as soon as you listen to this. All right. Follow Bye. us on Instagram. The Resting Bitch Pod. Follow Shore Store at the Shore Store, and we'll see you bitches next week. Bye. Bye.